All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Continuing on a Monday edition of The Gregor Show. How are you? I'm Jason Gregor, alongside Connor Halley. Gregor Show presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, you want to get in the action? Hey, maybe uh, you don't like uh, the games? Well, you can just play casino. Play the slots. Use the uh, promo code CASINO50 and you'll get a free $50 wager at PlayAlberta.ca. For uh, first-time users, sign it up, try it out. Uh, all the revenue stays right here in the province of Alberta. And uh, as always, coming to you live in the E-Well studio. The uh, Edmonton owners are uh, probably landing in Vegas uh, right about now, are very close to it, as uh, they will get set for their game tomorrow. Stuart Skinner is starting. McDavid and Drysaddle back centering their own lines. Uh, not a surprise. Uh, McLeod was sending Holloway and Perry. And then you had uh, Ryan with Yanmark. And uh, Connor Brown looks like uh, Sam Gagne, based on line rushes today, will be the uh, odd forward out tomorrow. Same three uh, D pairs. And uh, Stuart Skinner will start in goal Tomorrow, as uh, the orders, uh, hey, they look to continue a lot of a lot of records. Their franchise record, uh, nine consecutive road wins. They'll try to extend that to ten. They'll try to extend their winning streak to seventeen games. They'll try to extend uh, their streak of uh, to fifteen games by allowing two or fewer goals, which would be three shy of the modern day record set by the uh, two thousand fourteen LA Kings. So, man, there is lots on the line tomorrow night, and a chance to move within three points of Vegas and still have five games in hand. Sets himself up uh, pretty well for uh, maybe earning home ice advantage in at least the opening round of the NHL playoffs. Time now for the uh, spec report brought to you by GS Construction. And man, they are busy. They are ramping it up. Uh, they need people. You want to work for a great company that's poised to celebrate their 50th year. So you know what? Sometimes you're like, geez, do I want to work for these guys? Well, trust me, you're going to want to work for GS because they got a long, long history of uh, treating their employees right. You hire them. Uh, you get hired by them. You got a really good chance of sticking on if you're good. So go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction, uh, hiring in lots of the top women, top men, pipe layers, and much more. 
the uh, welcoming uh, Mark Spector, who uh, joins us from uh, Vegas. I don't know if he's in the sphere or not uh, just yet. Speck, how you doing? Doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm uh, I'm very well. And uh, how is the break? Break was good. Very relaxing. Uh, kind of chilled. Didn't go anywhere. Didn't want to get in any planes. Just uh, got some family time. Did some relaxing. Spent some time outdoors. My idea of a good time, pal. Nice and low key. How about you? Oh, hey, buddy. I loved it. Uh, got to see uh, Post Malone at uh, on the 16th hole at the uh, Waste Management Open. In uh, well, that the, the course will race, man. I don't even funny. I don't even know the name of the course, but I just know the name of the uh, uh, um, of the golf tournament. Anyway, it was it was fantastic venue. Uh, great compost Malone, that guy, uh, highly talented, obviously, and uh, so that was loads of fun. And uh, now you're back in Vegas, Speck, and you know it's interesting. Uh, the first game usually coming out of the All Star break, you're like, okay, you know what? Uh, it's maybe a little sloppy, whatever. Well, man, there's a lot on the line here. Uh, Vegas is actually playing well as of late. They're six three and one. They got eight. Hill back. The orders are 16 and 0 in their last 16 games. They're playing on real defensively, only allowing 18 goals in the last 14 games. Connor McDavid comes in with seven points in his last two games. And uh, the orders are within five points of Vegas with five games in hand. Uh, home ice is there, a potential t- uh, NHL record tying 17 game win streak. Like, there's a lot going on the line here for an early February game. It's kind of nice. Yeah, there for sure is. There for sure is. I was in the Vegas room today talking to guys and and you know what? They're not fixated on this streak. Of course, they'd love to bust the order streak. Who wouldn't? But what they see is a division rival that's coming up pretty close in the rearview mirror here. Uh, and they've got them at home in their building. So this is a game, you know, it, it's a big enough game, Jason, when you're the Vegas Golden Knights and you see the Oilers coming up behind you without even factoring in this record or any of this other stuff. They got to beat Edmonton, man. You, they lose to Edmonton. They're three points up with the five games in hand. That that equates to about five or six points behind the way the orders are playing right now. Oh God, yeah, no, but uh, it's uh, you know it's funny. On December first, Edmonton was fifteen points behind Vegas, and uh, they had two games in hand. Uh, now they're five points back with five games in hand. And so you know what? <laughs> now you know that that took uh, a full two months uh, to gain that ground. Right. Like it's hard to gain a lot of ground. And so now they've kind of got themselves back in the race and, uh, and they're going to have to, uh, uh, continue to play well. So, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, no question. Uh, I'm not surprised Dry Settle and McDavid are going to go back center in their own lines. Right. I, I think, uh, Chris Knobloch mentioned again today he goes, I thought we were getting a little bit stale. And I think he just, you know, he tried to inject a little life into his team before the break and it worked. Right. Got him going for two games. Got McDavid going. He had seven points in those two games. So I think he'd had seven points in the previous seven. So, uh, e- even uh, your best player sometimes needs a little bit of a jolt. Yeah, and and you know what? Give Knobloch credit, right? And he's I've said it before. Every button he pushes here is working, uh, and that was just a, a little sort of a subtle move he made, and uh, it worked. And not, I think McDavid had seven points in those two games. I'm not sure Drysaddle didn't have six. Yep. So, you know what? And that's all it took. The way they're playing defensively right now, that was enough goals right there to win a couple games. Now they go back, they come out of the break, they put together a, a way deeper lineup with those two guys separated. I like, I've, I've always liked this team with two centermen like that uh, on separate lines. I think everyone does. Uh, it's a good team. They've got a well-rounded team here. It's time now. We're in the second half, right? They're, what do they play, Jason? 45 games? 
Uh, it's time for a few things to happen. One of them would be Connor Brown. Connor Brown now, I think, after a half a season, starts to get treated like a normal player here. Uh, he is at risk of if he doesn't, if his game doesn't pick up and they make a move for a forward at the trade deadline, uh, in my eyes, Connor Brown might be the next guy in the press box. Oh God, yeah, a hundred percent. I don't think there's much argument on that for sure. He's got to, he's got to do something uh, at some point for sure. So you know, we'll see. Uh, Spec the the other big news, um, you know, not hockey, not orders related, but uh, hockey related, of course. Uh, the London Police, the investigation into the, uh, uh, you know, the sexual uh, assault. Uh, 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 you know, the allegations right now involving the uh, the current uh, four NHL players and one former uh, NHL player as uh, you know they're charged with uh, sexual assault uh, a second charge uh came for uh, being party to the offense uh, which in aiding the sexual assault for uh for Michael McLeod because uh, he got a, you know an additional uh, uh charge uh with that so um it's you know they had they they didn't really answer as to why it took this long um you know for charges to be laid in, in this case they didn't really answer that at the at the press conference today I don't know if you watched it or not spec but um you know did you know what do you make of this and where they're going to go I know the NHL said that those teams the guys who are they'll they'll get cap relief for for that and you know when, when you look at the teams I guess maybe New Jersey but uh, could benefit it but like Ottawa's you know well they don't have any but Calgary's not really in a position to add cap space uh, Philadelphia's lost five in a row I'm not sure they're going to maybe I guess it allows them to retain more salary in a trade if need be but um you know were you su- you surprised by that decision by the NHL to grant that uh, that cap relief to the teams no no not at all the I'm not at all surprised with that I think everybody saw that coming in fact that was speculated about uh I'm I'm interested to see you know all the the four players outside of Formanton are all restricted free agents after this season and I'm interested to see sort of what happens here. Like, you know, there's going to be a moral debate inside each one of these organizations. Uh, I will say to you that that when they're, you know, on July 1st, when you have to, or whatever the date for qualifying offers is, what is it, Jason? Probably like June 23rd. Yeah, it's, all, like yeah, yeah, it's always about a week before. Yeah, something like that. There will or be two a days, sorry, two or three there, days. Yeah, there will be a moral debate inside each organization as to whether we should retain the rights of this player. Um, you know, and at that time, those players will not have been judged or, you know, they'll have been charged. They've been charged, but they won't have gone through the legal process. So you're letting a player go based on what you think might happen, but what you don't know will happen. And I think most pointedly, you know, Carter Hart is is a very important part of the Philadelphia Flyers' future. Do you, you know, uh, I'm not. I know how athletics work. If you can play, there's always a place for you, and there's always someone to forgive you. And I, I would ask you, Jason, if you're running the Philadelphia Flyers, and your guy is in the court process, but he has not been found guilty, uh, what do you do? Do you let a franchise go? You just hold your nose and let them walk away. I'll be interested to see how that gets handled by these organizations. Well, that and, and the league, right? The, because if you don't, if you qualify the player, then basically you've offered him a contract, right? You qualify him at, at that previous number. He can, you know, agree to it. Boom. Here's your qualifying offer. You sign it. So that's a contract. Um, will, will teams, will there be a, a note from the NHL? These guys don't have contracts. So, uh, you know, we'd look at, uh, even though they, they haven't been found uh, guilty or innocent, or I should say guilty or not guilty, because even if you're found not guilty, it doesn't necessarily mean you're innocent when it comes to sexual yes. assault. So I, uh, 
I, to me, I'm, it's sticky, man. I, it's I, sticky, I, I, I'll be surprised, Beck. I guess I would be surprised if if a team offers them a contract at this point. I could see them all going the Formington route and playing in Europe. Uh, okay, so that also depends. If they're suspended by the National Hockey League, they're allowed to play in Europe. Now they have, but they're not suspended, suspended when their contract's done. They're not suspended. Their contract's done. I guess they could go to Europe. That's possible. Uh, I don't know. You know what? Uh, I, I, I here's what I think will happen. I think the Philadelphia Flyers will will QO Carter Hart. That's what I think will happen. I've I lived in the, this NHL world for the last forty okay. years. I've never seen a team who's got a franchise goalie not do every single possible thing to to hang on to that franchise goalie, especially a younger player. I've never seen this unroll before, this situation. But Carter Hart is an elite goaltender, and teams don't let elite goaltenders walk away. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've never seen, uh, you know, this nope. many active NHLers, uh, you know, facing uh, sexual assault investigation. No, nope, this is know, a weird so, one, man. And yeah. I don't even feel right making predictions and talking about it because – People can construe this the wrong way. I want to say whatever happens to these guys happens to them. They've made their bed, and and there's not a sympathetic voice here. This is not a sympathetic voice you hear, but we're talking about it. And I also go by experience, right? There's the list of, of sports athletes who have been offered contracts by teams after doing some crazy stuff. It's a long list, right? We yeah. all know that. Who was it? Steve Howe in the in the yeah. baseball? Yeah, but you know, it's like drugs related. That's I just this but. is different, right? Like I'm trying to. Yeah. Um, now I know there's been guys who've been, uh, you know, uh, there, hey, there's been guys con- convicted of abuse that still play. So, um, sure. you know, I, I would like awesome. to think, you know, at some point maybe society looks and says, hey, you know what? Guess what? Um, this is our line in the sand: sexual abuse. Is not uh, is not the line we're willing to cross on, and I understand that at this point it's allegations only. But obviously, for the police to take at this point, something occurred. Something I don't know to the extent of it because no. we've had lots of lawyers remind us say it's important to remember that not guilty doesn't mean innocent. It just means not guilty in the court of law. That uh, you know that beyond a reasonable doubt, right? That's. That's what it means. So, um, you know, we'll see uh, where they go from here. But I, I would think the the NHL is is a little bit more aware. Maybe not always. It's still, the NHL. Like Gary's Gary's comments the other day at the press conference talking about it. Well, he did stand in for all the questions. Still, some of his answers were a little bit of, you know, kind of cringeworthy at, at times. Um, so, because. Either like it's not like they didn't know this was coming. I, I think everybody knew this investigation was ongoing for a long time, and now obviously the charges uh, came down. So we'll see where it goes. Now uh, back to Vegas, spec uh, to go full circle here. Um, we started yes. in Vegas. We'll go Run back to Vegas. Here. Lots of Oilers fans, man. Oh, I would oh, think so. I know there's lots. Of, well, I get it. There's lots of people who said, you know, what? I'm going to Vegas because I want to see him tie the record. I just want to be there in case they tie the record. And some of them can go to Anaheim. Like, you know, what? Order, the orders are, are pretty lucky. They got a real loyal fan base. No question, they like to travel. Hey, it's Vegas. You can mix in some. Some fun uh, while you're there for sure. But uh, Aiden Hill coming back spec has been a huge boon uh, to that team. Any word on Shea Theodore at all? And like Jack Eichel, like how how long is Eichel out? Is it still end of this month? Yeah, end of this month is what I heard today. Uh, you know, they're, they're hoping end of this month. I heard today at practice, Shea Theodore's uh, had, had or having back surgery. Did he have the back surgery yet? Oh, Shea Theodore? Yeah, I thought yeah. he did. Yeah, I thought he did. Right. So 
So, you know, like this is a, they've had a couple guys here have had back surgery that came back. The most notable was Mark Stone. Uh, I didn't give him a chance of being an effective player in the playoffs last year after back surgery. And not only did he play every game, he was one of their best players during the run. So like my hat's off to that cat. Uh, but Theodore's uh, having, he's had back surgery and I just, I just don't know how a guy, you know, has back surgery and comes back and plays, but apparently it's the same doctor that did Stone and Eichel. So the guy knows what he's doing, that doctor. There's no doubt. And uh, they're also missing Carrier tomorrow night. Yeah. So, you know what? This is like, there's a few things here. All, all the teams in the Pacific that the good teams have all had a bad run, except for the Vancouver Canucks. They yeah. haven't had a bad run yet. Maybe they won't have one. All the teams in, you know, the, the Vancouver or the Vegas Golden Knights have had a ton of injuries here this year. Edmonton hasn't. Right, Los Angeles has had a few injuries. Edmonton hasn't, nor has Vancouver. So all of these things come around at some point, and you don't get to play the whole season without any injuries and without a, a losing streak. So you know what? The Pacific's still up in the air a little bit here, but certainly the game tomorrow, Edmonton's going in. I mean, they're a healthy team, and Vegas is just – they've got Aiden Hill back, which is good, but they're missing three key guys. I mean, Theodore Carrier and, and Eichel, man, those are – obviously part of their top 18 skaters every single night they play. So uh, advantage Edmonton on the injury front for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Speck, uh, enjoy Vegas. We will uh, chat yeah. with you tomorrow. All right, my friend. Enjoy the game. There you go. That's uh, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet. Orders in Vegas. Man, excited for an early February game. Come on, 17-game winning streak. Also the fact the Orders could pull within three points uh, of Vegas. Home ice advantage, and make no mistake, you want home ice advantage. You uh, does it matter as much game one and two? Not historically, but it matters. It matters more in game seven, and it definitely matters more the deeper you go in the playoffs. That's been proven for the last five years in the National Hockey League playoffs. So, um, you know, you finish higher, better it is. And uh, tomorrow presents uh, multiple opportunities for the orders uh, to to make that a very meaningful game. Uh, when we return, uh, a little scouting report on Aiden Hill with Kevin Woodley. On The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, coming to you live in the Ewell studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A. They are, of course, your, your local electrical distributor. And, uh, hey, things are going really well. So I know we had talked a lot about they have extra storage space. Well, they have none right now because uh, they got uh, a lot of projects of their own coming up. But uh, they are also uh, looking to hire as well. So go to E-W-E-L dot C-A. 527, how are you? Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you on uh, Sports 1440. Let's get now to the In the Room brought to you by NextGen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. And they got some uh, new trailers in ready to roll. Stop in now at nextgentransportation.com. Kevin Woodley from InGoal Magazine and NHL.com joins us. Uh, Kev, welcome back to the show. I uh, hope things are going well. hope you uh, enjoyed a little bit of uh, time off in the break. And uh, hey, we jump into it. Uh, the Pacific Division, a major matchup. The order's taken on uh, Vegas. And Aiden Hill, who of course uh, was banged up, uh, uh, but since coming back, uh, Vegas is now 6-3-1. and one, And he has, of course, played a, a huge uh, role in it. Um if you're the orders, like when you break down the numbers and game style and everything on Hill, like is there any is there any area because the numbers don't show it, but is there any area if you're Edmonton you would attack on Hill? 
Well, I mean, the numbers show that he's, when healthy, been a Vezina Trophy candidate this season. Like, they're they're remarkable. They're spectacular. I remember saying it at the end of last year in the playoffs, Jason, like, as much as the talk was about how well Vegas defended and how a lot of goalies would like to play there, and that's fair, um, the way he played in the Stanley Cup playoffs once he got in, like, uh, compared to – he was he was good enough compared to the quality of shots he faced that he would have won a Vezina if he can do that for a whole season. Well, when healthy, he's done it this season. The only thing – that you can, well, you can attack a lot of different things, but the one thing that's sort of counterintuitive against Aiden Hill, and this is why, like, all teams give up quality. What Vegas gives up when Hill's in there, it just happens to be quality that he defends really well, okay. and that is low slot line plays. So um, one of the things we've seen around the league, everything below the hash marks, east-west across the middle of the ice, like, that's one of the biggest increases in offense throughout the entire NHL over the last five years. It's a high-danger play. And it's it's a way that teams are trying to score goals. Aiden Hill's exceptional at it. He's got that length. He plays a deeper system where he's further back in his crease. So that push across uh, isn't as dramatic. It isn't, doesn't have to cover as much distance. He's got a really wide butterfly. He does a great job of sort of not only extending legs, but getting his arms and hands out over top of the pads to build coverage. And so that's an area where you're like, hey, if we create this type of offense against anyone, we're going to have success. Not so much against Aiden Hill. Against him, you're better to try and create your laterals higher in the zone. And if that means you have an odd man rush and you're trying to make that play just inside the blue line or if you're in the end zone, rather than try and filter everything to the net from below the hash marks, try and work it up into the middle of the ice. That's about the only spot where okay. we see the numbers say you can sort of expose his hands on clean looks from up top. Interesting. And, and that's the, like, you know, it's funny because a lot of teams do try to uh, attack. And now Edmonton, when you look at their numbers, they, they'll attack in, in different areas. You know, Zach Hyman, obviously 30 goals. Uh, he, he scores most of his goals uh, around the net. Um, what, what about on rebounds? How, how is Hill as a rebound guy? Um, didn't pull those numbers up. So give me a second as I, as I talk around this. The one thing about a guy like Zach Hyman, like at the end of the day, like you can't go away from what, what you do well as a team or as an individual to cr- try and create offense. So just because Aiden Hill is exceptional down low doesn't mean you go away from all the ways uh, you know that a, that a guy like um, Zach Hyman scores goals. The reality, um, the reality is you're you're, you're kind of like you, you do yourself a disservice when you do that, right? Like. Just because a guy's good at something, you don't avoid it completely. To me, it's more about looking for other areas. Uh, when it comes to rebounds, Hills, it's you know just another number that's really good for him. Only one goal all season this year on rebound chances. So, again, it's a smaller sample size, uh, but there's an area where I think it plays into that low slot line down in tight how good he is. You would expect most goalies have given up more than that, even in a small sample size. Aiden Hill's just so good at taking away the bottom of the net. And again, building vertical coverage in tight. He really understands that most of your shooters know they've just got to get it over that pad. But so when a goalie sort of, we we used to see it when guys would stick their legs out and fall forward, right? And that's all they've got is the pad. Aiden's really good at building, like I said, that vertical coverage. He'll get the arm extended out over top of a pad and project the hand forward, whether it's blocker or glove, to cut off vertical angles. So, again, you see that reflected in those rebound numbers. 
Uh, Stuart Skinner's numbers have been uh, excellent. And over the weekend, uh, it was announced they're going to have the uh, the Four Nations Cup uh, next year at this time, Kevin. And then, of course, the Olympics the following season. And, uh, you know, so a lot of people, the conversation for Canada goalies comes up. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, Aiden Hill and, uh, you know, Stuart Skinner's numbers the last few months have been pretty good. You know, there's still some people putting Devin Levi there. And I'm like, based, I don't care what he did at World Juniors. Let's talk about NHL numbers. And they're not there yet. Right. So um, where, where do you where do you have Skinner now when you look at the at the Canadian goaltending conversation? This question in another market this morning because of what happened this week, like who's going to be Canada's goalies? And my the first two that jumped to mind were Aiden Hill and a lot of people. Maybe I just wanted to start a fight on Twitter or something. But Jordan Bennington, right, like Jordan Bennington. Uh, the narrative around St. Louis being a good defensive team hasn't been true since they won the cup. He has outperformed some pretty bad defensive environments for long stretches. There's been ups and downs as there always will be when, you know, the environment is as loose as it has been in St. Louis. But you look at the start of this year, um, you know, for the first couple of months, he was right up there, should have been in the Vesna conversation. So Bennington's done it for long enough stretches that he deserves to be in this conversation. Plus, like I said, I just like to get in those engagements with people that don't like Jordan Bennington because of all the extracurricular stuff. But when I was asked this morning, I forgot about Stuart Skinner, and I had to issue a mea culpa when the hosts asked me what about him because he should be in the conversation. I think this year's playoff run will probably go a long way towards determining how seriously he's considered, but everything he's done this year, everything he did last year in the regular season, and almost more to the point, the growth mindset that he's shown um, throughout this, the way he handles adversity, the way he handles such a big stage, like those are all positive. So he absolutely is trending towards being a guy who will be in consideration for Canada. I do think the focus that comes to the playoffs and when a team really can try and attack certain tendencies in your game, he needs to have a little bit of success there to sort of get over the top and into that conversation with a guy like Aiden Hill, who's got a cup with a guy like Jordan Bennington, who's got a cup, but for sure, anybody who's overlooking him, myself included earlier this morning um, is doing Stuart Skinner a disservice and arguably Canada's chances of winning the next time they play internationally a disservice as well. Cause he's been that good. Yeah. He, uh, he's been excellent. Uh, for the Edmonton orders, there's no question. Now you talked earlier about you know Vegas, the things they they give up are are the areas that Aiden Hill defends very well. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to look into it, Kevin, but when you're looking at Skinner's game lately, like are you seeing? I know the orders aren't giving up a ton of high quality chances. They are giving up some, no question. They've had a few games where Stuart Skinner's had to steal them games. But have you noticed a trend recently under? Um, uh, coffee and knoblock of where the orders because every team's going to give up some chances right are are, th- are they giving up chances from a certain area that matches skinner better similar to hill in vegas um without doing a deep dive and and i i didn't sort of prep for this in terms of really going you know spending a good half hour looking at the numbers the one that jumps out and i've mentioned this before it's just rush jason like it, it's all about rush chances right and that's not that's not to say Stuart skinner can't be good off the rush but when you look at the strengths and weaknesses of his game um, right now in, in his career arc, like the decisions, the depth decisions, some of the reads off the rush, uh, A, they were giving up more chances, more high, more of the highest danger chances off the rush than any team in the league before the coaching change. So a lot of goalies are going to struggle behind that. Now they're number one since the coaching change. That's a huge difference. And I think it just 
there's a learning curve to managing rushes and making those reads and making those decisions. And he's still really young in his career. So this isn't to say he can't be a great rush goalie, but right now that's not the strength of his game. And they're not giving those up anymore. Yeah. You get the odd one, but not as continuously as they were giving them up before. And that, you know, that led to a lot of times where they'd make a team would make a lateral pass and the net would be open and people would be like, ah, he had no chance on that, but he'd be so far out on the initial one, you know, you're assuming reading shot to take that much ice that he didn't give himself a chance and, and vice versa. Other times where there was an inconsistency to his management of rush chances that combined with how egregiously they were giving them up just wasn't a great fit. Now they're not giving them up. And so we're not seeing examples of that inconsistency in the way he manages the rush. And part of that may be learning curve, but I think a big part of it is just not giving up to the degree they were early. Kevin Woodley from uh, Ingold Magazine and uh, NHL.com joins us. Uh, Kev, uh, the uh, the LA Kings made a change, uh, coaching change. Uh, we saw Cam Talbot's numbers early in the year for a smaller port of the season. We're pretty good. But uh, since then, you know, basically since December 1st, if numbers even middle of November haven't been very good, while well, his backup, David Riddich's numbers have been quite good. So what do you make of that in L.A. where your backup has a 920, but your starter has a 900? One guy started 20 games, the starter, and the backup has started eight. Um, is it system? Is it Camp Talbot? What is it? And what changes do you think you might see under Jim Hiller? Probably if you've heard this before, uh, Edmonton Oilers fans, but um, Rush, I mean, they went, they're still in a top-end defensive team in the league overall, but since mid-December, the Rush chances have gone up significantly. Not to the point where the Oilers were under Woodcroft to start the season, but 20th in the NHL for a team who's usually in the top five. And that seems to be where Cam's getting exposed the most. David Riddich is full value. Like a lot of times we see the raw numbers in LA and you're like, oh, this is all team play, right? Like, and, and there's times where that's been true. Even when Talbot had a 930, like he was outperforming his environment. But I remember us discussing it by about 1%, which would rank in the 20s in the National Hockey League, whereas his raw numbers would have put him in the top five. So that grain of salt existed with David Riddich. The only two guys in the national hockey league right now with better adjusted save percentages than David Riddich are Aiden Hill, who we've already talked about and Jacob Markstrom, who should be getting run as a Vesna trophy candidate. He's been so remarkable in Calgary behind a team that's left him out to dry a lot, like an expected save percentage of 874. The environment is friendly. No question. Even with some of the changes in LA and the, the increase in rush chances, still a team goalies want to play for and Riddich is playing really well. Um, you know, his expected is above league average and he's outperforming that. Like I said, at a level that very few in the NHL have reached. Sample's still small, um, but, you know, like some guys are having incredible seasons. He's ahead of them. Jeremy Swayman, Thatcher Demko, Charlie Lindgren, Connor Ingram, Linus Allmark, Connor Hellebuck. His adjusted save percentage over his time so far this season betters them all. The big question with Riddich has always been consistency. Mm -hmm. And so let's see if he can do it for a stretch. Because if he could do it for a month in an increased workload, if they start to flip the script on who's starting and some of those numbers you mentioned with Talbot and him and who's getting many games, man, that might change in terms of, you know, their approach to the deadline. If they, I don't know if you ever go in thinking like Dave's our guy, like there's just a, there's a, there's a looseness to his game that leads to up and downs. But certainly your panic level in terms of needing to upgrade your goaltending might drop if he can keep this up for another month or so. So if you were L.A., would you would you give him that opportunity now? Would you run with Riddich more? I, I certainly I think you need to see whether he can handle it, to be honest with you. Like the, 
you know, and, and this kind of actually brings us back to our conversation about the Oilers goaltending a little bit. Like it's stabilized, right? Mm-hmm. The question is if you, if you need somebody else, do you trust them? Like, and so do you give them an opportunity to try? Like the, we've talked about this before. Jack Campbell never got to play behind an Oilers team that defended this well this season, right? He, he was gone by the time they fixed a lot of these things. Olivia Rodrigue, similar questions. Um, in LA, you've got those two guys on your roster. It makes sense to me. Plus, Cam Talbot, one of the things is maybe overplaying a guy who's getting up there in years. Uh, it makes sense to me completely that you need to run David Rich out here on a more regular basis um, to try and get a feel for whether you can trust this into the playoffs. And, you know, just, you know, how solid an option is he for you? What about uh, Anaheim, who the orders play on uh, Friday night? It might be a chance to break an NHL uh, record. You look, John Gibson in uh, in 31 starts, 901. Uh, Lucas Dostal in 19 starts, he's a 902. Uh, but Gibson's allowed uh, 3.05 goals to uh, Dostal allowing 3.5. What what do you make of the goaltending situation in Anaheim? I know that environment plays a big factor. No question they're, about right. Yeah, uh, they're both not bad. Jay. Like honestly. As much as environment plays a factor, their av- their expected save percentages. So, so what their save percentage would be if the average goalie saw that quality of shots is eight eighty eight, which may sound low to a lot of people, but it's actually the league average this year. So hmm. that's not terrible. Like that's not like that's not like the Oilers, frankly, for the first six weeks of the season before the coaching change. Like it wasn't in the basement. They're not in the basement, and both guys are treading water, just slightly above expected. They grade out kind of in the mid-30s, kind of like Jack Campbell did when he was in Toronto for all those years, right? You've heard me talk about that before. So the goaltending hasn't been exceptional. You won't see it in a goals against average because they do give up a fair amount of, of quantity, but the quality is right around league average. So I do think it can be overwhelming playing on a bad team for a long period of time. You've heard me talk about Gibson. I still think there's more upside there if you were to give him a chance to win. And there's been stretches in his career there recently where they've been good for a period of time and he's given them what they needed and beyond right now. They're both giving them relatively similar levels, just above expected, um, not bad goaltending. Goaltending is not the problem most nights, but it's also not at like, say a Jacob Markstrom level where you're going to win games because of your goaltending. Uh, one last one for you. When you look at the goalies available, and you've talked a lot about environment and everything like that, and you know if they go here, there, there's there's Mark Andre Fleury in Minnesota. Some people wonder, hey, is is he on the move? Uh, you know, he's probably going to be picky and choosy on where he goes. Uh, the San Jose Sharks, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, there's another guy who maybe gets in the Canadian conversation. Now his numbers, you know, behind San Jose, I, I think it's pretty difficult to have great numbers. But yep. what would you make of either one of those? Like, which one of them do you think would be, be- better suitable? For, for some of the teams that are looking for goaltending at this point. Is there one that's better suited stylistically? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, that's a really good question. Flurry's got better numbers. Um, even adjusted, even for environment. And I know his raw numbers don't look great. Uh, but he's gotten sort of, for the first time in his career, he's getting sort of the backup minutes. And those are tougher. And they show in sort of his lower than usual expected save percentage. In other words, tough environment. He's outperformed it, especially since the coaching change, to the point where I would very much consider him, if I was a team looking, it's tough to say upgrade. My only hesitation on Flurry is we've seen this before. And then in the playoffs, he sort of reverts a little bit, like goes back to the guy who's a little hyper-aggressive at times. There's always that element of athleticism but he didn't rely on it during you know the years where he was amongst the top goalies, like winning a Vezina Trophy in Vegas and was full marks for it. Um, at times in the pressure moments, he reverts back to that, and so I'd worry about that in the playoffs. But over the course of the season, he still is playing at a very high level. Blackwood's numbers aren't as good, but, man, the potential there. The thing is, I think the Sharks see it too. Like He's built like a linebacker. He's huge. He takes up a ton of net, doesn't have to be aggressive. If you can get him under control, he kind of reminds me, and I said this going into the season, like, could he be the next Aiden Hill in the right situation? I see that upside there in, in Mackenzie Blackwood physically in the tools he has. I think San Jose sees it too, and so I think the guy more likely to be dealt out of there is Capo Kakinen. And stylistically, it's not as pretty, but results-wise – well, what would you say if I told you Capo Kakinen's adjusted save percentage is top 20 in the league right now? And when you filter out some of the smaller sample guys, it gets into the top 15. Like he's he's quietly put together a lot of things this season. And so I wonder, it's almost a, especially if the Sharks sort of see the upside in Blackwood and are willing to live through some of the short-term pain to get there, is there a possibility that Capo Kakinen becomes a, a trade deadline target for somebody Guy with a lot of pedigree before, I wasn't necessarily sold on, to be perfectly honest, Jason, but he's really tightened things up this year, and that's hard to do behind that team. And the numbers sort of show a guy who's maybe better than what the what the stuff you'll see on NHL.com suggests. Hmm. All right. Kev, hope you feel better soon, my man, and uh, we Thanks. will chat with you uh, next Monday. Thanks for bearing with the gravelly voice here today, Jason. I appreciate it. Under the weather, but I'll be back and raring to go next week. There you go. That's Kevin Woodley from Ingo Magazine at NHL.com. So uh, interesting numbers. Think about it tomorrow when you watch yours, how they might attack uh, Aiden Hill. Places you don't want to attack that you normally would attack on other goalies. So we'll see. Uh, quick break. We'll come back uh, here from uh, Leon Dreisaitl next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Hi, 49. Let's get to the oil report, brought to you by Volvo Cars, Edmonton.com. Uh, they just won their 13th excellent award in uh, sales and customer service. So uh, if you want a great car, more importantly, with uh, better service, shop now at VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. Calm. And uh, Leon Drysaddle uh, having a little sense of humor, of course, today. Uh, we started off talking about the, the All-Star game. He gives his thoughts on, on the weekend that was. Uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. 
obviously happy for Connor. Obviously, I uh, put a lot of moral support in for him, so <laughs> should should get my little cup, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> um, no, but obviously, um, you know, very happy for him. Um, it's very very competitive. It was fun all all around. Just a good weekend. You're one of the most accurate shooters in the league. Yeah, that wasn't great. Eh? <laughs> that's all right. You're move over to the no, side. yeah, that's two years in a row where I kind of laid an egg there, but that's all right. I don't overly care to be honest. <laughs> now you you switch gears back into it, and obviously you guys are rolling. You know, looking to tie a record. Now that you're this close, I know you haven't talked about it a lot, but can't tie a record very often. In the NHL one this difficult. There's a little bit more emphasis now in the game. Yeah, I mean, we both teams know the situation we're in, they're in. Um, so it's going to be a good game. We know what they're going to try to do. Um, but I think what what's made us so successful over the last little bit is that we didn't talk about it and we didn't, um, you know, make too too big of a fuss uh, out of it. So I'm um, just going to continue down that path. Um, it's going to be a good test for us tomorrow. And, um yeah, hopefully we can we can keep it going. You guys have put yourself back in the race for home ice, specifically in the Pacific Division. <laughs> Having been in the playoffs the last few years, can you just maybe talk about what you think the importance of, even if it's only for one round, to get that Game 7 if needed at home? Yeah, it's big. Uh, it's really big. Um, you know, the, the margin of error is, is really, really slim in the playoffs, and um, a lot of times you get... Um, you know, two teams having won three games after six games, right? Uh, it go, goes down to, to game seven a lot of times. So um, being at home for that for that final game is, is big, of course. So uh, definitely goal, goal of ours. You guys have talked a lot about wanting to improve defensively. Well, you've only allowed 18 goals in your last 14 games, which is no team's ever done that in the history of the NHL. It's a, it's a really good defensive. What, what can you pinpoint as to what you've liked about the group defensively? Uh, goaltending <laughs> um, he's been but both of them have been unbelievable for us um, but with that being said I also think that um, you know we're sticking to our system um, for 60 minutes and um, everyone does their job um, I think we're very dialed in right now um, as to what your job is and, and, and what you're supposed to do in, in certain situations and um, we're just playing really good defense and when we do give something up our, our goalies have been uh, outstanding for us so uh, it's a good combination Vegas against Vegas and you've got the history of last year has that added a little juice to this scenario? yeah maybe a little bit but um, you know obviously it's a fun building to play in um, good atmosphere there so uh, yeah it'll be a good test for us for your past experiences do you find it takes a little time to like get your feet back under you after an all-star break uh yeah sometimes a little bit but um you know we got no time to waste here so um we gotta jump jump right into it tomorrow and um you know try 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 to play our best game now they got to try to play their best game. Why not? Uh, it should be fun. We'll have more on uh, the orders and uh, Vegas tomorrow. Also, uh, a very fun um, announcement on the uh, show tomorrow that I, I think many of you, this is going to appeal for many of you. If you like to get together with your friends, we have something that I think will very much pique your interest tomorrow on the show. So be tuned in for that. On behalf of Connor Halley. Terry Ryan, I'm Jason Greger. If you missed any part of the show, 
course, uh, go to uh, jasongreger.com. The individual interviews are there. Or anywhere where you get your podcasts, you can get uh, the Jason Greger Show. Let's get to the con man and sports 1440 update brought to you by Douglas Mattress. So went away for a bit. Was gone. It came home. I have a brand new Douglas Mattress. I have to tell you, you could notice the difference. When you're gone, you come back home. It's very comfortable. Form-fitting. Fits the body. Sleep better. Get yours. Great deal. Go to douglas.ca slash orders nation. Here's Connor. Good night. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.